87% of life on this planet depends on soil and the soils across the globe are degrading leading to food crisis, water crisis, climate change and in some cases even civil wars. We have Dr. Chantal Hendricks joining us from Netherlands to discuss on this topic. She is a soil scientist working at Wageningen Environmental Research, Netherlands. Her core area of work is around soil and climate. She is also working on the effects of policies on farm management at different scales. This podcast is an attempt to create awareness on the current state of soil and its effects. I am Trinath and this is The Silent Reverb. Thank you Dr. Chantal for joining us today in this conversation. So to start off with the conversation, um, will you please explain us uh, what is soil and what makes soil soil? Yes, well thank you for inviting me here. Uh, well, soil is the unconsolidated mineral or organic material on the immediate surface on the earth. Uh, well, it is important for all life on earth as it provides many different functions. For example, it provides us food, feed, clean drinking water, uh, and of course, a stable place to build our houses. And it is therefore uh, very important not to take the soil beneath our feet as granted but we need to take good care of our soils. So uh, when you're saying we need to take good care of the soil, so does it have any impact on human health? Of course, yes. Yeah, well, it has, um, of course, an impact on human health. Um, When soils are are degrading, when people lose their houses, but also soils contain a lot of nutrients, and plants take up these nutrients uh, from the soil. And if there's a lack in nutrients, uh, it is obvious that also there is a lack in nutrients in the, or food crops. Uh, so, and that's why humans get less uh, nutrition uh, in their crops. And of course, if you treat your soils badly, it has consequences on the yield. So quantitatively and qualitatively, it has impacts uh, on the health of, of humans uh, and on the food production uh, we are producing, yes. Does that mean the amount of nutrients in a human body are related to the amount of nutrients in soil? Yes, yes. Well, you ha- yes. Um, plants take up a certain amount of nutrients. And if you have uh, not enough nutrients in the soil, it is... It has a consequence for the qualitative and quantitative uh, amounts and, and quality of, of the crop itself. But if you have an excessive amount of nutrients, well, I'm coming from, uh, from the Netherlands in Europe, we have an excessive amount of nutrients. So if you have uh, too much nutrients in the soil, it will have consequences because plants can only take up a, f- a certain amount of nutrients and excessive amount of nutrients will leach to surface waters or groundwater. So it is threatening or drinking water. Uh, but it's, yeah, well, these kind of things, is, it's really threatening our environment. So uh, when you say that there are excess amount of nutrients, uh, what is the cause of this particular thing? Um, well, in the Netherlands uh, and in, in some parts of Europe, the, the main, the dominant um, cause is, is uh, the amount of animals we have. 
Okay. We have just too much manure. Well, in many parts of the world, there is a lack in manure, but we have excessive amounts of manure. So we also have uh, the nitrate directive, for example, which is uh, the European and, and Dutch policymakers are making policies that we only can apply a certain amount of manure per hectare on our arable soils. And uh, you see in the Netherlands that much of these, this manure is being exported to neighboring countries. Mm-hmm. Um, just to prevent that too much uh, nutrients are entering the soil and threatens our drinking water. Okay, that's good to listen. So, uh, so they are working on some policies, is it? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you were mentioning something regarding environment, yeah? So when we are speaking about environment, does soil has any sort of impact on the climate? Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, the soil is, is the biggest carbon sink in the world. And um, one of the soil functions is, is carbon sequestration. So then you capture carbon CO2 from the air. You can capture it in the soil. Um, so it's able to transmit CO2 from the air into the soil. Um this can be done, for example, by, by uh, using better um, agricultural practices, management practices, or by adding uh, carbon from inside or outside outside the farm to the soil. For example, uh, green manure or um, um, catch crops. Um, you can you can uh, have more compost or or manure on the soil um, to capture more carbon in the soil. Um, an example is, is when you plow your land, for example, uh, that's, uh, then oxygen will enter the soil. And when oxygen and carbon are in contact with each other, you will produce the greenhouse gas, gas carbon dioxide, CO2. So when you reduce or even stop plowing practices, uh, carbon will not get in contact with this o- oxygen. And then the carbon will stay in the soil. So that's a practice farmers can take to to, uh, reduce the loss of carbon in our soil. So we need to prevent that carbon that is stored in the soil is going to the atmosphere as CO2. Okay, okay. So the CO2 emissions are directly impacting the climate. That's what you're saying, is it so? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So uh, other than uh, the CO2 emissions, are there any other risks of having a degraded soil? Yes, yeah, there, there are many different. Uh, well, basically, you can divide it in three categories. You can have fiscal degradation, and you think of erosion, for example. Um, you can have chemical degradation, which is, for example, that carbon breaks down as, as CO2 into the atmosphere. Um, But you can also have biological degradation. That means that uh, soil animals um, are dying or there are less uh, animals in the soil, like earthworms or uh, these kind of uh, things. And all over the globe, you see that that soils are not degrading at uh, at the same pace or the same degradation rate at the same time. So that depends on where you are at the globe. And also whether the soil is dominantly, 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 sorry, <clears throat> dominantly uh, degrading physically, biological or chemically. Um, 
that also differs around the globe. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, in fact, soil degradation that depends on different factors. So you can imagine uh, there are some natural factors that cause degradation like climate, organism, uh, where you have slopes in the area, hills or mountains. Uh, the the um, origin of the soil, is it a clay soil or a sandy soil? And the age of the soil is also very important. Uh, for example, if you go to the humid tropics, you often see these very uh, well-developed uh, red soils. Well, these soils are very old, very degraded. Um, so there, there's also natural degradation taking place uh, around the globe and depends on where you are um, on the world. Uh, but when humans do not treat the soil well, for example, um, uh, when you have a slopey area, you plow perpendicular to the contour lines instead of uh, along the contour lines or using no-till or reduced till, uh, then the soil gets more vulnerable for, for example, erosion. And that has all kinds of consequences uh, like, like landslides. Um, uh, yeah, well, it, it, um, yeah, mainly landslides and, and erosion are, are the consequence of that. So it, it's, yeah, it really depends on where you are. It's globe. Okay. And, okay. and these natural factors, whether you have degradation or not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I can say maybe a little bit about the, the, the um, yeah, the natural system that, that, that it's dominantly in an equilibrium. Well, when you have a natural system, it's, it's in an equilibrium state. Um, and when you have external drivers, for example, the management, um, uh, land management or, or climate change, uh, that are kind of drivers that push this, uh, this system out of its equilibrium. And earth, until a certain tipping point, um, and, and well, a soil is resilient uh, for these drivers until a certain point. But how harder harder these uh, drivers are pushing, um, uh, the more it gets out of this equilibrium. And when it will reach this this tipping point, it can go to a certain uh, state, a new state, and that's hardly irreversible um, compared to the state where it, that was where it was in before. So when that happens, you can imagine that um, it, it has consequences uh, for, for yeah for for life on earth because it um, it cannot deliver certain functions anymore this soil when it degrades until this new new state, uh, you can you can think of uh, that it, it's uh, it's causing food insecurity, uh, eutrophication of surface water, uh, risk of flooding is increasing, uh, drinking water can pollute uh, can be polluted. Um, so yeah, well that's that's really therefore it is really important that we as soil scientists should not. Um, uh, should take care of these drivers. We need to reduce these drivers, the impact of these drivers, so it will not end up in this new state. 
So we need to combat climate change and we need to introduce different management techniques that have that have, uh, cause less pressure on the soil. Okay, okay. Do you think it's only the soil scientists that have to take care of this particular aspect or is it each and every one have to work towards this? Yeah, well, that's a very good question. I think it's it's uh, each and everyone needs to take care of this uh, of or soil. As I said before, you should not take it as granted as many people do. Um, it's it's something very special. It's it's a non-renewable resource, so we need to treat it like that. And I think it's everyone's responsibility to take care of of the soil and um, to put it in a context of the whole system. As the soil is, is, is in contact with the atmosphere, it's in contact with, with water bodies. So, and, and um, well, there are living animals in the soil. Um, there are growing crops and other um, vegetation on the soil. So it's, it's the whole system that needs to be taken care of. Okay, yeah. So uh, you are saying that there were some policies that were made in Netherlands, yeah? That, so do you think yes. a policy is a mandatory thing to uh, prevent any sort of soil uh, degradation? Do you think there should be some policy that has to be implemented? Yes, yes. And, and I'm very happy to see uh, that the soil is getting more and more attention, um, mm -hmm. also among policymakers. Mm -hmm. um, well, the nitrate directive, for example, was introduced because water eutrophication and or drinking water uh, was polluted. So, so that's why the, the government took action mm -hmm. uh, that we that it's uh, we need to reduce the amount of manure we are spreading on our soils in the Netherlands. Um, uh, but I definitely think uh, soil management is one of the things that should be included in, in, in policies okay. and um, even maybe even um, sign or um, point some, some areas where certain soil um, management is not even possible anymore or is not allowed anymore. In the Netherlands, we have, for example, um, nat uh, Nature 2000 areas, it's called, so mm -hmm. that are protected nature areas. And we're now discussing, debating in the Netherlands, uh, whether there should be a buffer zone around these nature areas um, where no uh, farming can take place anymore. Okay. Because okay. Uh, farming is polluting these, these nature areas. Okay, okay. So do you think the fertilizers and um, whatever manure that they're using uh, as a part of agriculture system, do you think that has an impact on the organisms that are stay that are living in the soil? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because I I know of a study that um, that um, is about um, a, a soil-borne disease called uh, uh -huh. in, in banana plantations. It's it's something very different than than I'm doing in the Netherlands. But um, as you can imagine, it's it's like. Uh, when you have anorexia or you're obese, it's both uh, unhealthy. So you need to find that equilibrium in, in between to have um, 
healthy soil because when you have obesitas or you have anorexia, you're more vulnerable for diseases, for pests. And that's exactly what we see in soil. When we put too much nutrients on the soil, it's getting more vulnerable. And, and when you have too little nutrients in the soil, it's also getting more vulnerable. Okay. That's interesting to hear that. So is there anything that you would like to tell to our listeners? Mm, well, as you said, I think it's a responsibility of everyone. And I really hope I, I make the listeners a little bit more aware of the importance of soils right. and in, in our life. And that it's, it's not just there. It's, it's something very special. It's a non-renewable resource. Uh, so and, and we should really take care of it. Um, otherwise, um, our next generations don't have enough food anymore, uh, don't have a place to live anymore. Um, yeah, so, so we really need to take good care of our soils. Thank you, Dr. Chantal, for making us aware of the importance of soil. To the listeners, as Dr. Chantal was saying, Soil is a non-renewable resource and we have to take a good care of it to create a sustainable planet for ourselves and future generations. Save Soil is a global movement launched by Sadhguru to address the soil crisis. To be a part of the movement and make a difference, please visit savesoil.org. If you like this podcast, please do give us your rating and subscribe to our channel, The Silent Reverb.